This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Welcome back to the DTC pod, everybody. I'm your host, Jay, and today we're going to be doing part two of five great tips for e-commerce and DTC brands that we've learned from previous episodes. So if you listen to the podcast for a while, episode 51, we did five tips. We basically just wrapped them together from recent episodes and packaged them all together. So that way you could get some really actionable tips really fast. And so I'm doing a part two over here. We've had a lot more guests since we last did this. So I kind of wanted to use this as an opportunity to wrap up five of the best tips that I've heard recently. We'll be doing some more of these as well coming soon. So, you know, as, as the guest list continues to grow, these episodes are going to continue to grow. So without any further wait, let's go ahead and dive into it. So the first tip I've got over here comes from episode 52 with Moment Drinks founder Aisha Chotani. And they've actually been on Shark Tank, which is really cool. And that doesn't have anything to do with the quote that I'm pulling away from here. But one thing I thought was really interesting from that podcast is when Aisha talked about she waited until feedback said 90% of their customers love their product and found it useful before deciding to launch. I just thought this was really interesting because if you're listening out here and you're interested in launching a product, whether it's a brand new product, maybe you're founding a new company or you're launching a new product in an existing brand, I think this is a really interesting thing. I thought it was an interesting threshold. I'm not as familiar. You know, I, I talked to a lot of DTC and e-commerce ho- guests on here but I'm not in the space all the time. So I thought this was really interesting for me just as a listener. And I think you might find it interesting as well in terms of a threshold for what you're looking for in terms of that product market fit for brands. This next tip comes from episode 54 from Jing Gao, who is the founder of Fly by Jing. And Jing was fantastic on our podcast. We learned a lot about her experience on importing a product from China. And one thing that was really interesting, so she actually raised money through Kickstarter as part of her process to be able to fund her inventory. And they were met with a lot of demand. And so she had another round of that happen too when she was featured in a New York Times post. And she's had to deal with a lot of different demand, has been out of stock a lot of times. And so one thing that was really interesting I thought that she said is instead of doing the, the out of stock thing, she switched to pre-orders when they ran out of inventory. And they did a really good job in, in being clear about communicating when customers could expect their product. I think this is something that's really important. So if you're ever in that situation where you run out of inventory, continue to collect those orders and just be upfront about what the timeline looks like for collecting product. Jing's done a great job with this, even for the Kickstarter, obviously, you've ever used Kickstarter or you've heard of Kickstarter, one thing that's really cool over there is people will help to fund your project essentially. And a lot of times it's in exchange for product and people don't expect to get that product immediately. So there is a little bit of a waiting period. You are providing updates. And so she's kind of become an expert at navigating this space. I thought that was really interesting there. Tip number three comes from the Vertical. And that's actually a really cool 
marketplace that's come up for mission-driven e-commerce and direct-to-consumer brands. Highly recommend you check it out. It's the, and then Vertical is V-E-R-T-I-C-A-L-E. What they're doing there is really cool. They're actually creating basically a Nordstrom kind of thing, but it's just online. It's just digital. It's digital brands. I think it's a really cool thing over there. And something we got to speak to both of the co-founders, Michelle Silverstein and Jacqueline Grauman. And one of the things that they mentioned was people don't want to just buy stuff. They want to feel like they're a part of something and feel a connection. So they're really focused on mission-driven brands over there. I thought that was something that I thought was a little sticky message. And I just wanted to share that as well. If you're interested in that podcast episode, it's episode 56. Highly recommend checking it out about marketplaces and what they look to to evaluate brands as well. You'll find some really good tips in there. This next tip comes from episode 50, and it's Nick Sharma. We've mentioned him a few times on this podcast before. We've actually had a chance to speak with him as well. This was from an episode which we had a chance to speak with him. And one thing that he mentioned that really stuck out to me was for brands that are sub $10 million in revenue, there has to be some sort of moat in the company that gets them to $10 million. And what that moat means essentially is some sort of competitive advantage, you know, whether it's an advantage that you have in your supply chain, ingredients that you're doing different, something that helps you just stand out, something that you have a competitive advantage over that it's going to be very, very difficult for others to be able to copy. Obviously, competitors are going to pop up in the space over time, but the moat can really be a differentiating factor. It's going to be a lot harder for people to catch up with and take you to that next level. So if you're really trying to get ahead and build that brand, what I thought was really interesting with that piece is that you know the moat can take you to $10 million as well. So that's another way of thinking about it also. And it's just really important. And I think something that that is necessary to have to reach that high revenue growth. So for the last tip, I actually have two tips because they're from the same podcast. And this one's from episode 58. We got a chance to speak with Sonia Nagar, who's the founder of Little Rituals. And it's a tea company for for kids. She doesn't do just tea though. She also does vitamins. So it's very kid-oriented brand. What was really interesting is that she was actually a former investor who is now a founder. So she's used to investing in a lot of direct-to-consumer brands and she had a lot of great tips that she shared with us. Two of the tips that stood out and that's why I'm doing two is because there was a ton of knowledge on this episode. So if you get a chance, episode 58, go check it out. But going back to the two tips that I thought were really insightful over here. The first being when you find good people, keep them close, even if you don't know how you might work with them. This is something that we don't really cover as much on this podcast. And I don't think a lot of founders that we've brought on have covered on this podcast. You know, we're we're not asking the question. So maybe that's not why it's covered. But I thought this was really interesting. So if you're out there and you're hiring or, you know, as you're building your brand, just keep an eye out for people that you come into contact with that might be someone that you might want to work with on your brand, whether it's now or in the future. Sonia talked about how important driving those relationships and keeping those relationships and maintaining them are to helping to drive your future success. So that's something you should definitely keep a close eye on as you meet people, continue to keep networking with them, keep them in your circle, and and really just connect and stay close with them. 
The last tip that I have comes from Sonia as well over here. And one thing that she mentioned is you have to have some sort of content strategy to keep your community engaged and some sort of community strategy to bring people together around your brand. I thought this was really interesting over here. Something that Sonia pointed out on the podcast episode that we talked to her is she really looks and sees where brands are winning outside of just performance marketing. You know, anyone can can go out and run ads to a product, but how are you building that community? Because that's something that's going to stick with you. So, you know, if if CPMs or CBC changes, you're able to still leverage that community and grow that community. And, and that's something that's really important. So if you haven't started working on a community yet, start building that. Sonia's got a lot of good tips over there and some real, really good examples in episode 58. But anyways, I just wanted to share some of those five great learnings that we had from recent podcast episodes. I hope you found this really insightful. If you did, feel free to, to drop us a quick rating and subscribe to the podcast for future episodes. And other than that, if you have anything else you want to ever talk to me about, about DTC, or working with creators and influencers, feel free to shoot me an email, jdesai at trend.io, J-A-Y-D-E-S-A-I at trend.io. Happy to talk, happy to chat. And if you have any podcast ideas for episodes, feel free to shoot us a note as well. Anyways, it's been great talking about this topic and I hope you enjoyed this episode of the DTC pod and we will see you next time. 